Welcome back, everybody. It's teeing it up. We're here to tee it up once again. Whole one. Wow, I didn't like that analogy at all. Anyways, it's teeing it up with CNB. I'm your host, Connor. I'm here, as always, with Vladdy. Vladdy, we're recording a little later in the week, guys. I apologize. It's due to me uh, having some scheduling conflicts. Um, yeah, so hopefully that won't happen again, but it's good to see you right now. It's bad. It's, it's good to see you as well. Yeah, like you said, it's it's been a it's been a little bit uh it's been a while. You know, usually we go usually try to go Mondays. We we had to delay a bit, but I guess it doesn't hurt us in the biggest sense because there's been kind of minimal. Like we said, it's the dead period of sports. Where I think was it ten days away from college football, eight days away at this point. Uh, I don't really know when they start next weekend. But I'm I'm just yeah, excited. I'm just excited to get kind of back into being able to talk about real world sports and not trying to make kind of news stories out of nothing. Yeah, and we've kind of we've kind of got a uh, a mirage of a, an assortment of stuff to talk about today, all across sports. No no leagues really in particular uh, are going to be mentioned more than others today. Um, but you're right, college football starts a little over a week from now. I think that Friday. Uh, there might be a game a week from today. Um, I, I, could I, see, I could see a Friday I game. know there are some – yeah, I know uh, some Power 5 games will be played in nine days from now and then the majority of college football, obviously, the week after that. Yeah. Um, so uh, let's get into probably the biggest news. This is, uh, as many people say, old news. Uh, I feel like, a, like at this point we're just Detroit fans like barking at a – like a dead horse, and that uh, this is. Uh, Al Avila, the general manager of the Detroit Tigers, fired last week, relieved of all duties uh, after seven years at the helm, an unsuccessful rebuild from start to finish. Really not much good happened throughout that his tenure. I don't know if you have anything to add or any original thoughts on this. Well, so, I, I mean, I guess I had a couple things. Um, I remember a couple episodes ago, maybe a little bit over a month, I told myself, or I told, I guess I told everyone, I was like, I do not want to mention the Detroit Tigers until or unless Alavila's gone, and Alavila's gone, and we get to talk about the Detroit Tigers again. So yeah. a, little bit, a, a little bit of a small celebration, but yeah, no, like you said, a complete dumpster fire of a rain. Um, he got seven years. Um. It, you could argue the only thing he actually did right was uh, Tariq Skubal. Other than that, he failed in every trade, failed in every pick. Um, I don't know. It's I, I, you. You wonder how he lasted that long, and then you got to think. You got to think about the owner because he's the guy who was cashing those checks. Yeah, a couple of things we can start talking about the Tigers again. An absolute dumpster fire. Tigers loss and. I, it was a rare game I watched. I'd say I watch about one, sit down and watch one full game, maybe once every two or three weeks. I sat down last night and watched a 4-1 game in which the the ghost of Daniel Norris popping out at maybe 89 miles an hour <laughs> had a stellar six innings of one-run baseball. Stellar. We get into the bullpen. Chafin, this guy. I mean, this guy, Think you'd think he's going to like a Luke Combs concert with the with the fr- – the mohawk or not the mohawk um what's the what's the long hair part, like uh short hair in the front mullet. yeah mullet. I, don't, I don't know why i couldn't think of that the mullet with the big mustache he comes in blows it akil badu runs over a fly ball they were up 4-1 in the bottom of the eighth Vladdy, and they gave oh, up I, I seven read about runs it. I read about with it. two outs with seven runs with two outs and they were like it was like 
it started off like bob bomb oh crap that's a home run and then it was just like like bloop single and akil badu runs past the ball we threw it to the wrong base once like it was four runs that ended up like four or five earned runs and then we gave them you know one or two extra uh and then it was jim knight jim, jim kite uh top of the ninth um so a very tigers loss last night i just wanted to mention that as far as ella vila goes from what i have to say is hallelujah um you know i went to church on sunday uh and prayed for that to happen and the Lord and Savior answered it. It was, I'm so happy that I, every single night I pray for him to be fired. And about a little over a week ago, that was answered. That man did nothing good for this organization. This organization is nothing in general. It's my least favorite thing about life right now. And I, I, I just can't wait for more mediocre baseball because I don't know if you saw uh, Chris Illich's comments about it when he was like, some a reporter asked him if he, had, was mad about the return for, I think it was like Castellanos and JD Martinez were the names that he threw around. I did see yeah, it. And his answer, his answer was straight up. Uh, I'm, I'm not the general manager. I didn't make those trips. You own the freaking baseball team. Didn't you are in control the, of everything that goes on. Didn't he give him the, didn't they, didn't he give him the extension after that as well? Wasn't that extension in the off season of 2019? Yes. It was after JD Martinez was the Boston Red Sox. <laughs> Like, how long are we going to sit here and let this man spend over $100 million under the salary cap, claim that he's spending money when he spends money on Eduardo Rodriguez and Javi Baez, and say, oh, we're spending money, we're going to build out of this rebuild. And then we have prospects that we drafted number one overall, batting 208 in AAA right now after batting worse than that in the major leagues. This team is a dumpster fire. It's a joke. They'll never be good again. We can talk about destroyed sports all we want. I'd rather talk about the Detroit Lions. They have 50 years of failure, and I'd rather talk about them right now. Yeah, I mean, I was going to say the last note I had about Avila was, I don't know how you let Chris pick the next GM, but that's unfortunate because Chris is the owner. So, like, how are you going <laughs> to tell the owner no? <laughs> yeah, I don't think you can. Uh, I think there's, 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 there is no uh, telling the owner no. <laughs> there's no one to tell the owner no. Yeah, I mean <laughs> – Yikes. Yeah, that's this is one of those where maybe we'll see the Tigers. It maybe you maybe you get the best GM in sports history, and maybe that'll be just enough to get the Tigers into a wild card spot ten years from now. Yeah. So sticking with Detroit, uh hard knocks has been going on. Uh typically when we record these on Monday nights, we would not have seen the second episode. Uh but two episodes of hard knocks have been out. I don't know if you've seen any of it. I, I've seen a bit. Okay. Uh it's been electric for hard knocks i think uh dan campbell is a really i mean say what you want about the guy being over emotional or not necessarily uh being the best choice to be the man to run this team right now through a rebuild basically uh he's great on camera mike mccarthy last year with the dallas cowboys was a robot and they really didn't get anything out of him and it was really just like them fishing for these underlying storylines and they really could never find them. Uh, with the with the Lions, it's been awesome. Like you had a, uh, the defensive coordinator going against the running backs coach, Stanley is his name. That guy's a character. Uh, the, the first episode was that, and then there was the classic that's gone viral is the uh, Aiden Hutchinson. They they have his rookie kind of bullying session, I guess. Uh, they go, "What's your signing bonus?" He goes, 22 million. and the ring just goes, "Ooh, ooh." <laughs> 
And it's funny because they showed that Malcolm Rodriguez guy, who I'll get to in a second, uh, and he's like, uh, they go, what's your signing bonus? He's like, 100K. <laughs> Hey, the star of the show so far, Malcolm Rodriguez. Yeah, he has been. And then Aiden Hutchinson, a Michigan guy that I'm trying so hard not to like so far. I mean, was great in the first preseason game. Um, electric Billy Jean um, performance. Electric, it went viral, and it went viral for a reason. Uh, I will say in the second episode, so the the, the family – like is like viral. Like it's the mom, the mom, the sister is the dad is a famous U of M guy. And they really just showed like their reaction to everything that happened in the preseason game on Tuesday. And it was the most frustrating thing in the world. And it's going to, it's going to start to become how I kind of start, started to feel about like Kelly Stafford. And that is like, yeah, like she's like the, the franchise quarterback's wife. Um, but like, she doesn't need to be shown in like every other time he makes a big play that's kind of what it became i thought in detroit because you were lacking kind of other things to show because obviously the team sucks yep but but that's how this hutchinson family is now it's just like they they have on their little they don't have on lion stuff they have on lions colored stuff that says hutch like they're just this like i get it they're a super supportive family and they're they seem nice but they seem also very annoying and i'm already getting bothered by them as a storyline yeah um i guess i guess i yeah, like i said I've, I've seen some of hard knocks not all of it but my take so far has been it's, been it's been pretty good the coaches i mean the coaches have the players playing um like it with the previous regime with quintricia you saw the locker room quit after about two games mm-hmm. like the lions were a terrible team last year no talent anywhere yet it never really looked like they quit on the coach which is good because when your guys are playing for somebody, they like them. They're willing to run through that brick wall for them. They're they're willing to to push that extra yard. But I guess the one thing I I really need to see from Dan Campbell is can he actually like coach a football game? Because like that's what got the regime before Quintricia fired. I mean Jim Caldwell was trotting out nine dudes on defense, couldn't manage timeouts, couldn't manage the clock, didn't know where he was, and I just hate to see that because again Campbell's a very likable guy. You said he might be a little goofy, he's a little emotional. Maybe that's part of like the allure to him maybe that's why everyone is kind of rooting for him I just I really hope he can coach football because I think that with the with the offensive line I think there's pieces for the Lions to be good yeah uh and last thing I'll say about hard knocks episode one the Dan Campbell-a-thon it felt like we were watching him get emotional like every other scene with the squad uh whether that was like the the first team meeting when he was just like like what is grit and he had like we're we're gonna drag him into the water and just drag him into again drag him into deeper water or something like that was the quote um and then he had them go in pads on like one of the first practices and apparently he got a lot of eyes and he's just he got he's basically starts to cry and it's just like i got i i know what i'm doing here i got i wouldn't do this if i thought it was dangerous or i thought if it, it was not good for us um so, yeah, just a lot of emotional scenes there. And then right after that is probably the, the quote of hard knocks right now is Jamal Williams goes, if you're a if you're a puppy, get off the porch and let the big dogs piss or something like that. <laughs> I think it was when he basically starts crying when he's breaking them down after practice. It's just like that's not us this, last year. Every time I every time I want to stop, like I think of the record. Um, I know it's like hard knocks job to make you believe in the Lions but they're doing a good job of it as I me. Mean, it's that little fandom in me that want that 
wants to believe at the end of the day that this team yeah. is somehow going to like have some miracle season. I, it was funny. I was listening to a podcast. They're like, yeah, and the, the Lions have a miracle season going nine and seven, and, and like all of Detroit is going to like blow up in like a party. That'd be amazing. Dude, if, we're yeah. playing, if we're playing a playoff game in January. Doesn't happen often. No, it does not. Does not happen often. Um, With- so. Let's move on from hard knocks. Do we want to stay in the state? Yeah, let's stay in the state. Yeah, what's uh, the other big news in college sports, actually, um, was the Tom Izzo is a Spartan for life. Uh, he signs what I believe is a five-year deal. Uh, it upped him to, what was it, two, mo- two million more than he makes right now, I believe. Something like uh, that. I didn't really see the numbers. Yeah, something like that. Uh, I mean, he's already one of the highest paid coaches in basketball. It, it put him in an even upper echelon if there is even as one. Uh, anyways, your thoughts on Izzo becoming a Spartan for life? I mean, again, my thoughts are, I mean, good for him. However, I, I, I mean, you know, I'm a little bit more cynical with that. I think he better get 2023 right with that recruiting class. Mm. Like, it, because if not, you're looking at probably – at that point, what, six years away from that final four? I mean, I, I again, I'm just I, – I think Tom Izzo's kind of lost sight of what kind of made that Michigan State the tough out, the will out rebound you, will out hustle you, will we'll punch you in the face, and we'll do it again. And, again, I just – I don't have a lot of hope for this team's – or this, this year's team. It's wait for – I think they're the number three recruiting class in the country in 2023. Get the ta- – I mean, first of all, make sure the talent gets to Lansing. Make sure they don't right. commit the way Bates did. I mean, it didn't, didn't turn out well for him, but at the time it looked kind of unfortunate for us. But just hopefully he can get 2023 right. Um, I really don't have much else to say about that. Yeah, no, it, it's one of those things where, like, I, I am very hypercritical on Izzo. I uh, – for the same reasons you are. Um, and I think he's kind of been slow to change his ways to the, in that he, he's kind of adopted the one and done with bridges and um, Jaron Jackson. And then at the same time he hasn't, and he, like you said, and the guys he had, the four year guys he's recruited recently are not guys that fit that will out rebound you out hustle mold. I mean, um, I wouldn't necessarily. necessarily say that. Like, I feel like again, it's it's like the Dan Campbell thing. People play hard for Tom Izzo, just they're not very good at the sport. That's no. that's the issue. I mean, the, the the guys he's recruited, like you said, the four year, the program building guys that he built his name on, the ones that used to play no longer can play. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I don't know how else to say it. Yeah, you took. I mean, you took words right out of my mouth. But I I I don't know. And I also think I'm. To get a little X's and O's, I know it's we're talking about basketball in August, but I can't stand how he can't stick with a lineup, and he's he almost tries to overcoach sometimes. It feels like, and I feel like since he's such a brand name and like uh, this like big name in college basketball now, and he's is on his way out as a legend. Like he really like he tries to emphasize that. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I don't know. He hey, listen, he's earned the right. Um... He's earned the right to kind of, I don't want to say go out his own way, but he's earned the right to make that contract for life. Um, the last Big Ten coach to win a title. Yeah. It's just, I, I, I'm just at a point where I kind of, we'll, we'll see what happens, but I'm not going to sit here and hold my breath for it. No, it's, and put it like, I didn't really finish. It's like one of those things where it's like, 
yeah, like it, we haven't been Michigan State basketball the last couple of years. And like, yes, I think Azo is is to fault for a lot of that. But it's just like, who else are you? It's one of those. It's like Jim Harbaugh in Michigan. It's like, who else are you going to get? Uh, Drew Valentine. Is that who you would like? I mean, I, I, I just kind of threw a name out there. I mean, there's what the – is is it Nate Oates down at Alabama? Um, yeah, but would you rather those guys? I mean – They're great names, but would yeah, you rather Yeah, they're good them? names. Again, I think Drew Valentine, maybe maybe due to the ties, maybe due to the fact that he's, like, young, he's kept Loyola. I don't know. We, we, I feel like we can save this for another time. That's 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 for that's for next offseason's uh, – podcast episodes or maybe if it, maybe if we're having a dumpster fire in january with michigan state basketball we start talking about potential replacements yeah yeah once those 23 guys get on campus though the expectation uh for Izzo and the spartans basketball uh takes another level so absolutely moving on uh i quick i quickly touch on it. i don't really have much to say on it i don't know you if you do uh fernando tatis who hasn't played this year uh was suspended for PEDs, he's obviously one of the brightest stars in our game. Um, so whenever I, it's so funny that you just hear like baseball is just this. I don't, I don't even know how to describe it with steroids. It's just like I don't know. I feel like they're a little more accepted in other sports than baseball, and it's like they matter way more. Taking them has more an effect on how a player is in every other in every other sport before baseball. Yeah, yeah. Baseball, baseball is just the new the news in baseball is such a big deal. Yeah, I mean, I think that's because of obviously the steroid era there. You don't really have quote unquote steroid eras anywhere else, and right. I guess for, for me the funniest thing it's always like the quote unquote the oh I didn't mean to plea that they they give out afterwards, and like a couple days later it's like oh well I'm remorseful. It's like well you claim you didn't you claim you claim you you did it accidentally. What are you remorseful about? Yeah, and then it's like yeah, I was just gonna say um to finish up like I love it how like especially this day and age, like these athletes, like their body, their bodies are worth hundreds of million dollars, sometimes more depending on the marketing that you can get. How do you not know what's going into your body, whether it be medication, whether it be food, whether it be supplements, vitamins, maybe you take your Flintstones uh, gummy bears in the morning. How do you not know what's in this? How do you right. not have someone on your payroll that says, oh, Fernando, please don't, man. You're not going to play for half a year. Right. No, it's the classic, like what the, all these guys end up saying is like, oh, well, I had this trainer and he didn't tell me about all the ingredients and he just told me to take this for this. Uh, and I thought it would help me sleep better. It's like, like you're, like you said, like you're making, like your body is literally a temple when you're worth a hundred million dollars as an athlete. Like you, part of your job is to put in the research yourself to make sure that this doesn't happen. Yeah. So. I, I'm somewhat not remorseful, but it's also like it's a new story where I go, oh, okay, like he hasn't played all year anyways. Like I still think he's a great baseball player. I still think he's one of the game's bright young players. Like whatever. Just I guess one question I have. So they they suspended him eighty games. How does the ticker on that work? Is like is the, is the eighty games already counting like since that announcement, or is it like something where it'll start next season? How does this work? Yeah, I'm not a hundred. I'm not a hundred percent sure how that works. I do know he was like supposed to come back like right now. Oh, very like, soon, like, yeah. like mid August. Like he was like days away from coming back when it came out. So I I don't know if since he was a lot since I don't know. It's one of those things. It's kind of like the 
it's a weird situation where like he hasn't played, but like he was ready to play. So like, how do we determine whether the suspension should go into place or not based off of like his injury? I I don't know. I don't know. I don't even know what he was out with, to be honest. Um, Couldn't tell you. They got so they got Soto now. They got Slam Diego going just fine without him. Yeah. So I guess moving on to like the biggest thing, and I think I was I was looking at this. Maybe this is the one beneficiary of us not being able to record on Monday is now we actually have the exact numbers, whereas Monday yeah. would be more rumors. The today the Big Ten announced their new TV lineup. I think or their packages, their media deals. I want to say it starts in 2023. Uh, if you have the I don't know if you have the the exact dates, but the numbers that came out were, I think it was $1.1 billion a year throughout the three networks that they signed with, with the opportunity to climb as high as $10 billion total. So it's a seven-year uh, TV deal. They have the opportunity to climb up to $10 billion should the Big Ten keep expanding, whether that be through more West Coast teams, Notre Dame. Obviously, we've talked about yep. this before. We'll talk about it again the next time there's news or actual moves that come up. But yeah, the, the three networks... Fox, CBS, NBC, the Big Ten's leaving ESPN for the first time since, I think, 1980. Um, I think each each company's giving around $350 million. Um, I just, I don't know, I, I guess your thoughts, I'll kind of give mine after that. Uh, I got to chill, like, just thinking about that number that, that, like, and it's almost more, to me, it kind of goes back to NIL and, treating our players as amateurs when they are now a billion dollar product um essentially especially with football right now that's kind of the, the way i wanted i wanted to or i wanted to start thinking about it is like how are we going to how does this like if i'm an athlete or if i'm whatever their nil agent is called you know they have them even though they're not agents yeah. technically uh are telling these kids like I, I would want more. I would want more than what the current NIL situation is. I would want – like, you want me to play for – and just get free school and maybe do a commercial at Dick Dick Scott's Chevrolet factory in Ann Arbor? Like, no. Like, you, you the schools are making billions of dollars off of this now. Um, so I just think it adds another layer to that situation. On top of that, um, do you know if the SEC is also leaving CBS? Oh uh, yes, the, the, after after this season, they will be done. So it's gonna be so weird to have like that that, that theme jingle song. at three, like that. Yeah, that big three thirty game is going to be like Ar- or Arkansas, Nebraska versus Purdue, like instead of Alabama versus Arkansas. Like, okay, that's such a okay. You can't you can't say that. Like, no, no, no. I no, saw no. that tweet too, but. I can make that. Oh wow! Did you watch Vandy, Mississippi State? CBS isn't going to put on Purdue against Northwestern on that. No, it's I know. Going to be a Michigan against uh, against USC. Oh, it's going to be Michigan though. against Penn State. It'll oh, be Michigan it State, though. Wisconsin. Yes, it will. But they, Fox has spending just as much money, and Fox has their big noon kickoff, and that's where a lot of big games were played last year. And I think so, that bro, Fox is going to have a leg in that. And they'll, I'm not saying CBS is going to get it every time, but they're going to rotate it. It'll be the same way the SEC is. Like, yeah, you're yeah, not, you might not always see Ohio State playing there the way SEC is always Georgia or Alabama, but unlike the SEC, we have more than two schools that have a pulse. I wouldn't say that. I mean, maybe two and a half. 
I'm really banking on Lincoln Riley hitting it off over there because we need him. <laughs> yeah, we need you to we need you to bring back USC to the glory days of Vince Young and Reggie Bush, or Vince Young went to Texas, but um, those days when it felt like USC was playing Texas and everything. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. It'll just like I said, it'll be weird to see that jingle. It'll we- be weird not to see like. Like watch game day at eleven fifty nine, and then the second it hits noon, you're be like they're shoving some like crappy announcing crew on ESPN, and they're shut. They are shoving that like Northwestern versus like Rutgers game, like right down your throat on ESPN too. Like that, it's just as a football fan, it'll be it'll be an adjustment for the for the big college football fan. And in as there always is adjustment with I guess conference realignment with media deals with changing of something i guess i was gonna say i, I kind of want to give a couple of personally like i think i'd love the lineup you get fox at noon cbs 330 and then you get the nbc games at night when they're not showing notre dame on certain weeks um i, and I one thing i was thinking about and i saw kevin warren kind of say this because he used to be a an nfl executive and i think that's kind of how we chose this was i'm gonna designate each certain slot based on a tv network and Makes sense. And I think the one thing that kind of may, I don't maybe I'm overplaying this, but you're on every TV in America now. So like obviously like most people have like you have your streaming and whatnot, but for the for the, there's still a large amount of people who are running around with dishes, and you're on every TV in America now. Not ESPN. ESPN's ESPN's not something you get off Basic Dish. You get the broadcast channels. You don't get ESPN. You oh, okay. That's that. That's what I mean. Again, that's I'm not going to sit here and tell you that's like some 20, 30, 40% of the country because, again, we're not yeah. in 1980 anymore. Yeah. But there are still people who are running around with a dish, no cable. You're on that TV now. Again, I, maybe, again, maybe I'm overplaying what that really means. I just think that that helps out for the people who, again, who aren't, who aren't, who aren't necessarily streaming everything, who don't have every sports package in their house. I, I think yeah, that, I, it does kind of help push your, uh, push your kind of conference a little bit more. Yeah, I think you might be overplaying it, but I do agree that that's a, that's a very interesting way of looking at it. Like, it's a, it's a good way, or I think it's a good way of looking at it, at least. Yeah. I mean, the other, uh, the other thing I'm going to say is good riddance to ESPN. I, I do not like ESPN. I do not like that little witch hunt that they ran against Izzo and D'Antonio. They're, they're programming. I, I'm glad to not see an ESPN truck, a van, a whatever it might be on I guess I mean as big I, I can't really say East Lansing anymore because we're not in Michigan State anymore but no more ESPN feels great so hypothetical and I think I know the answer but I'd like to know your your sure. uh, answer uh, do you think take away like Ohio State Notre Dame like week one and like maybe Michigan, Ohio State, if they're both top ten teams again, take those away. Does the Big Ten get any game day spots? I mean, I, the Michigan, Michigan State could give you a game day spot. You could obviously. Like, I also think the one thing is that first cycle. So the first time Ohio State and USC are playing, that first time Michigan and USC are playing. I do think there will be some game day spots there. I guess the other thing, though, is, like, will ESPN be petty enough considering their games will no longer be on the network? 
to bring a game day to to a Big Ten game. Right, and they've played like they play they play their fair share of yeah. They have done it. Yes, games. They've been like like the Michigan Michigan State game this past year was on Fox. Like I don't know. I think the pet, but I I do think there's got to be something in the back of their mind now that that like. Yeah, they're no Maybe not that even game. associated with the network. Yeah, yeah, not even that game, but that conference in general is not even associated with you anymore, like you said. Yep. Like, there's got to be something a little yeah. different running through their heads. Uh, again, now. I do think that, like, I do think that um, there might be something to it. Like, the other thing, though, is I've never really been the biggest kind of, like, kind of, quote, I don't want to say quote-unquote game day person, but even just pre, pre, like, pre, like pre-game show as a whole. Like the Fox Big Noon kickoffs, don't really watch those game days. Don't really care for those. I don't know. I like game day. Uh, I I have some nostalgia value for game day. Yeah, maybe that's the game day thing, but. And it's like, uh, I don't want to say I'm becoming like my dad in this, and that like I kind of am taking your side as like, he'll maybe, if he's like not doing something, have like the last five minutes on, but he's not wasting his morning watching. Okay, yeah, there, yeah. I mean, yeah, you go on, you see Lee Corso pick his little headgear, you hope he yeah. doesn't have a heart attack on camera and die, and you go to kickoff. But when I was in high school, I would watch all three hours of it. But now that I have stuff oh, to do, as I can't adult, say I've ever done that, man. Yeah, I would watch all three hours of the show. I mean, I, I, I'd like go, go, like do like push-ups and shit, but like, yeah, I would watch all of it. I guess in my defense, given that the football season does kind of take place in the fall, I feel like my mornings were usually spent watching soccer games and like you know you you, you see enough. noon come you see noon come around and the, the the morning games end because it gets a little darker there in England and Spain and Europe and whatnot. And so I feel like most of my like most of my like early weekend mornings, whether it be Saturday or Sunday, was spent watching soccer. It was not spent watching a bunch of like former athletes talk about like the same thing that we're about to watch. <laughs> Yeah, and it's like it's yeah, it's a three-hour show. It's like you're building storylines within storylines. I don't know. I've always I've always appreciated. I've also always appreciated like not necessarily that they like they're not and they really don't the showing off the campus, but it's like it's highlighting the campus, like it's showing the school spirit, um, it's showing like what's around the football stadium. I don't know. Yeah. I've always appre- appreciated that what what they bring in as far as that aspect. But I know that's like nothing. That's just me having nostalgia about you and trying to justify making game day way bigger than it actually is. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, I didn't even realize this, but scrolling across my news apps uh, that the Sean Watson was issued a final suspension. Yep. Um, that, that also came out today. Yeah, I, I, I don't know how I missed that, but I, I missed that. So it's 11 games. Uh, yeah, so it's – again, it's it's a very arbitrarily weird number, but um, I also understand why they did it because you look at uh, – I, I want to say Cleveland goes on a bye week in week 12 or maybe whatever it might be. Basically, Deshaun Watson's first game where he's eligible is in Houston. Oh, they're they're that, not even they're not even trying to hide. Like, no. it's one of those where like they don't care what Deshaun Watson no. did. They like they you know you know what they want to they want to appear like they've done something, but for them it's all about getting the like everyone's going to talk about Deshaun Watson's first game back at his old team yeah. where all of his where all of his I don't want to downplay it, but 
Yeah, issues. Yeah, Where all guess, his issues. Issues began. is an understatement. It was the yeah. predatorial instinct. His, yeah. And where the team itself was a part of the was a part of the exactly, loss. Exactly. Yes, it's, it's yeah. it, it came out. Team got fined some picks. It's just, I think it's crazy um, that they're kind of just straight up showing you like, oh, we don't really care what he did because he's very good at what he does, and what he does is make us money. And so I think they're going to capitalize on that fact. They're going to sit there and the. Maybe it's negative PR, like, oh, you didn't suspend him for a full year. You know what that is still? There's no such thing as bad PR because all those guys who are like, oh, you didn't suspend him still, they might turn around and say, wait a minute, like, I might I might go watch now. Yeah, I'm going to go watch the guy that, that I felt was underpunished. Like, I'm, and I'm going to go spiteful. I'm going to spitefully watch I'm going to tweet about it. I'm going to yeah. stop the NFL by tweeting. Twitter fingers. No, I mean, again, what they what they did is incredibly like it, it's it's funny. I mean, I think the fine is kind of low. I know we talked about this before. Was like, oh, like I was like, I would have fined him so much, but yeah, they gave him a five million dollar fine. It's going to go to charity, and they gave him eleven games, which that's crazy. I mean, I guess at that point, you like, I feel like you have to look at last year as like an unofficial suspension. Yeah, especially like. It's almost to me, it's like the NFL just like appealed just to appease people almost. Yep. I, I know that's probably not correct. And like he does deserve more. Like I said, I think he deserves a full year. I said that from the start. I think he deserves a full season. Um, but to just to, to then only go from six to 11, I, not, like, I don't know. I think you're just trying to trying to. I think it's all PR, and then you, like you said, it's reverse PR, and that you know, like people like me who don't think that's enough, like that's bad PR, and that like I'm gonna now want to watch Week Twelve when he plays his old team, and like this these two bad entities going at each other now. It's like they rule our world. These people are so good at controlling. My, it's mind control essentially. Yep. No, I mean. I guess the one thing that uh, we I feel, like I feel like I kind of talked about this with some friends. Like, if you're Calvin Ridley, what are you thinking right now? Oh gosh. Well, and, and it's funny because one of my first thoughts when they were like, the the Watson is the first first person to go through this uh, independent arbitrator, and then the league can appeal and they make the decision. Uh, I was like, well, Calvin Ridley was suspended earlier this offseason, or not even. I don't even think that was the offseason yet. Yeah, it was um, during the year. Yeah. So like, well, how, why wasn't that counted? And so, it's under a different. Uh, it's under a different context. So the arbitration right. stuff is for issues. It's for right. if you beat your family or apparently you're a sexual predator. That's what that's what that stuff is for. And like the thing that like really disappoints me is like I fully understand why Calvin Ridley got a full year, and I fully understand why whether he appeals it or not. I don't think they're gonna touch it. Like. Even though he was, even though he wasn't a part of the team when he made the bet, even though he was a civilian, even though he didn't bet against the Falcons, it is a very, very dangerous premise yes. to have your players betting on games because then you're questioning the integrity of your game. And yep. I, I guess that's the only integrity the NFL cares about. They don't care how yep. many murderers are playing on their teams. They care about do people think our games are fixed or not. Because that's when they that's when they lose credibility, right? That's when they that's when the the PR works the wrong way, and people are like, "I don't want to watch a rigged league. I don't want." It's like the W. I don't want to say compare it to the WWE, but it's like the WWE. And like, 
I, they do lose a, a certain percentage of viewers who know that it is scripted and fake. Yeah. Um, you get a player, like once you get bet on the integrity of whether a game is, you know, fixed or someone's trying or not trying to get a certain result, then you start to go down that path. Uh, and that's when you do lose viewership. So, and you hit the nail on the head with the, uh, like that's a dangerous game, even though he did not actually bet on it's, the foul. It's literally or any just the premise. Like you can't even be remotely seen as accepting of that. You gotta you right. gotta strictly sit there and say no. Exactly, and, and it, it, like you said, I did find it's like clear cut. Like there is like, hey, you, you get caught breaking uh, integrity of the game through gambling or anything like that. There's a set suspension for that already, as opposed yeah. to the Watson situation. Yeah, I mean. I mean, I don't know. I feel like that's kind of like we can kind of leave it there. and really have much else to say about that situation. Yeah. Uh, anything else in sports you want? I mean, not only are the Tigers just god awful, is my Yankees are having an all time slip that Stephen A. was talking about. And I'm first take. He was talking about baseball. I, I watched a video, a clip of him on the ESPN app talking about how the Yankees slump is this detrimental thing. And how it's like they're in danger of not even making the playoffs or not even coming close to a World Series. And it's like, what the what does Stephen A know about baseball? That man has not he probably couldn't even name who the starting second baseman is for the Yankees. And we we have to listen to every word he says about their slump. It as a I don't know, as a fan, I, I know I'm just kind of complaining to complain as a fan that has has a struggling team right now. But I want to say that like, like three and 13 in their last six games right now. Like it's terrible. It's a good thing that they were the first, they were like the fastest team ever to get to 50 wins. Cause they're still like 20 games above 500. So. Yeah. Um, I'm actually, I'm kind of, I'm kind of looking through some stuff I had written down. There was one thing I uh, wrote down that while it's, it's not everybody's favorite sport. It's uh with formula one with cars. Um, another one of those things that I'll watch weekend mornings as opposed to college or NFL pregame shows. But um, there was just there's there's been some news um about F one as a whole expanding. They currently have ten teams, um, twenty cars. They, there's possibilities of it expanding, and you had uh, one of the one of the team bosses of Mercedes, Toto Wolf, who who kind of said something along the lines of, "If there's a new team, it should be to grow the sport. It should not just be to enter." And while I completely understand what he's saying. Based off of the rumors, so the rumors are that uh, Andretti Motorsports, which is basically the most famous name in the United States for racing. Um, so it, the rumors were they want to come, they want to join the sport, and they'd want to be that 11th team. And I just feel like, based on what he said, like that is the pure definition of growing the sport. Like, yeah, like F1 is desperately trying to get into the United States market, that's why they're gonna have three races in the country next season. Um, and getting a pure American team would be huge for them. Don't isn't there already an American team? So there's Haas, and they're like kind of an American team, but they make they're like they don't really necessarily like they they get all their parts from Ferrari. They don't really oh, okay. have they don't really have American drivers coming through like a youth system, just because I don't think they necessarily have like the resources to be able to like fund such a system. Like they're they're okay. there's like. I don't want to call it a minor league team, but they don't make their own cars. They they buy everything secondhand off other teams. 
Whereas Andretti would be able to get you into like, you'd get a driver pool. You'd have a youth system for drivers. You'd have a factory based in the United States. You would make your own stuff. They're just, they're just, a, it's a different level of caliber in basically just in the, in the sport of racing. Like I don't, I'm not, do I call them the New York Yankees of racing? I guess I could. Whereas like Haas is just like some middle ground the Detroit Tigers. Guy, guy with money, like, like sports, you know? It's not, it's not, it's not like, oh, your, your dad's a former world champion at this, not like your uncle race. It's not this and that it's, it's just a different level, but yeah, I just felt like that was something that's interesting. Cause again, I know I'm a big fan. I have some friends who are starting to get into it. So I figured that was something cool. And again, if, if they can get an 11th team, that's American based, I think that'd be huge for the sport just growing here in the country. Now. So does that mean that they have to grow tracks, make tracks longer, bigger, no. wider? So every, if I remember correctly, every track that is on their calendar has to be, I don't want to say rated, but has to be able to accommodate 24 cars or 12 teams. Okay. So not only do they not have to change anything, like they're theoretically not using the full potential of all the tracks. So there, yeah, there, there would be no issue with uh, changing anything for that. You just be, you just go back to having, or you go to 22 cars and, that's not that's it's not even something that's fully unheard of. Um, I want to say as recently as the 2014 season, I want to say they raced with either 12 or 13 teams, so it's certainly possible. Okay, yeah. So that, that was my my first query when I hear adding teams yeah. to it. But yeah, you know, yeah that makes sense. Be... I mean, like you, you talk about the uh, the drive to survive of the Netflix documentary yep. and the fact that it, it is an emerging presence in the U S and it is a sport that is growing. Um, and so that's a good thing to see because adding teams just means you have the money to add teams. Um, so, well, that in the guess, and um, I guess the one thing I wanted to kind of draw back and it's absurd how big the American market can be for anything. So if you think about it, football does not really get watched by the rest of the world. It's no. it's an American thing, yet the average NFL franchise is worth four billion dollars as of like two months ago, which is right. stupid. Because if you look at, we'll go to soccer, which is quote unquote the most popular sport in the world. There's only I think two or three teams that are worth more than four billion dollars. Forget about average. So it's just crazy what kind of money there is in the United States. So that and that's something that and that's something that F1 has tried to get really good into. Like you said, the Netflix series, they're moving more races here. I think I was looking at this a couple months ago. Um, F1 is theoretically, right? Not theoretically, it's statistically the fastest growing, do I call it a league? It's just the fastest growing sport in the world right now. Yeah. Oh, I believe it. And it's not even particularly close, if I remember correctly. So yeah, yeah it's just yeah, it was something that I something that I wrote down when I was bored at work a couple weeks ago and we finally got around to talking about it. Like I'd, I'd love to have something like that happen and just we'll see what comes from it. Um, yeah. I don't really have much else to say about that. Yeah, no, I think that's where we leave today's episode off. Like I said, kind of a mixed bag of topics. Uh, it, it's kind of the last of probably three or four episodes of mixed bag topics. Yep. Uh, we'll, we'll be, it'll be a little more put together, uh, a little more structured and a little more, uh, preparation put into it as we we're going to do our college football preview next week uh, we'll go over some teams we like don't like uh, preview the Michigan Michigan State as always the week after that we'll do the NFL uh, so lots coming your way uh, here in the next couple weeks I'm so excited for football man 
It's the best time of year. It truly is. Just being able to sit there. And like, I think this year to be completely different because for the first time in my life, my Saturdays and Sundays will not be encroached upon by schoolwork or exam Mm. studying. I'm going to have just full free weekends to do nothing. I'm so excited for this. Yep. Yeah, that was me last year. Unfortunately, I'm stepping back into that realm. Or oh. I will, I will, I will probably Good luck watch. being dead again, sir. Yeah, I know. It's crazy to think about. I will probably watch. Granted, I watched like everything last year, but I will probably watch about half of what I, what I got to watch this past year. So, but, you know, um, to everyone, if you made it this far, thank you so much. As always, you know, share with your friends. What'd you say to me? No, no, I said you're a loser <laughs> if you made it this far. Oh, if you made it this far, I mean, why you gotta insult the seven people that might make it this far? Come on. I'm just kidding, Vince. We love you. Oh god. So <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy. Now I mean college football preview next Monday, or I guess what is that, three days from now at this point. Maybe you maybe too, Aaron. Hey, maybe we can do a real big deep dive and then we will We'll see you guys on Monday. See you then, boys. Hit them on.